0: The Dallas Stars are off today, but there's still plenty to talk about in the world of Texas hockey. On today's episode, I'll retrace my steps back to the Jacob Peterson trade from Friday. We'll talk about a few AHL defensemen and when we might see them in the NHL this season, if at all. And then to close out, we'll talk about the return of Luke Glendenning down the road and what the roster might look like once he comes back. All of this and more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey. Coming to you on this Wednesday, March 8th. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making the Locked On Stars podcast your first listen of the day. If you're new to the show, be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. And there's plenty to talk about on today's episode. The stars are obviously off. They'll be back tomorrow in Buffalo. But still, again, plenty to cover. And one thing in particular that I I didn't really get to cover At all, just due to the stars, one, the trade deadline happening on Friday, the stars playing on Saturday, the stars being back in action on Monday, mixed with the fact that this wasn't necessarily a headline, you know, headline breaking trade. I didn't get to talk about it, but the stars, we have no made, of course, the the Evgeny Dodonov trade. Dennis Gurionov goes to Montreal. Dodonov comes to Dallas. Uh, Max Domi comes to Dallas in exchange for a 2025 second round pick. And Anton Hudobin, the stars also get Dylan Wells. But... There was a third trade that went down on deadline day, and it was a pretty sad one, and I, I totally missed out on it. I haven't gotten to talk about it yet, but want to give my thoughts. A fan-favorite player in the Stars organization has been sent to the San Jose Sharks, and I'm, of course, talking about Jacob Peterson, who was traded to San Jose in exchange for AHL forward Scott Reedy. And th- this was such a baffling trade, even though, again, it's not. it was certainly not the biggest trade of deadline day, but... It kind of took Stars fans by surprise, and a lot of them were left feeling a little bit hurt afterward, myself included. On the surface, it kind of just looks like a swap of AHL players for fans or teams on the outside looking in of this trade of you know that aren't connected to the Stars or Sharks, but it stings a little bit uh, here in, in Dallas and in the Stars organization. Uh, many of you who have been following the team for a while know the name Jacob Peterson. He debuted with the Stars last season and did pretty well for himself for a fifth-round pick In the 2017 draft, uh, I mean, a team in the Stars last year under Rick Bonus that struggled to score goals at time. Uh, They they were certainly not the offensive team that they are this season, but Jacob Peterson had a a really solid season, 12 goals, 5 assists, 17 points in 65 games played, also being shuffled up and down the lineup, being moved around, not always playing with the best linemates, but making the most of his situation, had some decent chemistry with guys like uh, Alexander Radulov. And had some pretty memorable moments as well. We, of course, all remember his first NHL game because he scored his first NHL goal in that game at Madison Square Garden against the Rangers. It was the season opener for the Dallas Stars. An incredible moment for Jacob Peterson. And he had a few other clutch moments down the stretch, game-winning goals, showed a lot of promise uh, for a rookie, again, who was drafted in the fifth round. I'm sure whenever he was drafted, maybe a guy that not a lot of people around the Stars organization were high on, but again, he came out and had a really solid season. Last year. And so there was speculation that we would see Peterson back on the roster in the 22 23 campaign. Training camp rolls around. They go through the preseason. They play all those games. But then Jacob Peterson is relegated to the AHL roster at the age of 23. And Jacob Peterson was having a pretty good year down in Cedar Park with the Texas Stars 13 goals, 13 assists, 26 points, and 44 games played this season. And Scott Reedy, also 23 years old, is now the newest member of the Stars organization. But you look at his numbers, and they're not quite the same as Jacob Peterson's, at least in the AHL. Reedy, only five goals and eight assists, 13 points, and 38 games played. So a few less games played than Petey, but not nearly as, enough as, as much production. And, and so it's a weird trade the the Stars and the San Jose Sharks are really the Texas Stars and the San Jose Barracuda making this move. So why did the Stars make this move is, is what a lot of fans were asking after the deal went down. They people said, "We love Petey. Why wasn't PD on the NHL roster this season? What are we missing here? Why why has this happened?" Seemingly the Stars made a move where they sent away a guy who was good and had upside for a guy that seemingly is worse. I mean, a guy who can produce at the AHL level it seems, but Maybe not to the extent of Jacob Peterson, who we know can also hold his own at the NHL level as well. And there's a few contributing factors and reasons why this deal went down. For one, Jacob Peterson was in a weird position with his contract where if he was called up to the NHL and then if Coach DeBoer and the coaching staff wanted to send him back down to the AHL, he would have had to clear waivers, which a guy like Peterson, I don't know if that happens. That would have been, what, a 24-hour period where... Uh, He would have had to avoid not getting picked up by another team. And I think other teams around the league would have seen what Peterson did last year in the NHL, say, we can work with that. And I think they would have pulled him off waivers, giving him, you know, getting him out of the Stars organization. So that's why we never saw him at the NHL level this season. That mixed with the fact that and these are reports that I saw on trade deadline day from guys like Bruce Levine and Owen Newkirk, uh, who, you know, cover the Stars on the radio here in Dallas. Matter of fact is, for some reason, Pete DeBoer just never really liked Jacob Peterson. I don't think it was a personal thing. I think it was just a coach-to-player thing. And I guess whatever he saw during training camp and the preseason, he just wasn't really on board with. And Coach DeBoer sees things differently than the, the fan or even us in the media see. So it's his right to make that decision. But it still certainly does sting to see a guy who fans seemed to kind of fall in love with last season, a good teammate, good player, good locker room personality, He's not on the team anymore, and he he goes off to San Jose. And my only hope is that, you know, Petey can get the playtime he deserves with the Sharks and that he can go on to have a successful career, whether that's in San Jose long-term or whether that ends up being with a different team. All you can do is hope that he has a good career and that Scott Reedy develops in Cedar Park better than he had been in the Bay Area with the San Jose Barracuda. But only time will tell there. Not not a monumental move. I don't think Reedy's going to be a guy that makes a difference in the Stars organization, at least here in the immediate future. But you never know. Best of luck to Jacob Peterson. Thank you for the fun last season. And I'm sure we'll be seeing you again sometime soon in an opponent's sweater. Well, we're going to continue to talk a little bit about the AHL. We'll talk about some defensemen with the Texas Stars and talk about why we haven't seen them at the NHL level yet and when we might do it this season. More on that. Right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I want to thank you again for making the Locked on Stars podcast your first listen of the day. Even with my, my lovely uh, light out, as I'm sure you on YouTube have noticed, we're still chugging along here, uh, breaking down several different storylines from across the Stars organization, even without a game on the schedule today. We talked a little bit about the Jacob Peterson trade that went down on Friday. But we're now that we're a few days removed from the NHL trade deadline, it, it, you know, Early signs indicate that the Stars had a pretty successful deadline. They certainly didn't make as many big moves as some other teams across the league, especially in the Eastern Conference. But I think you can measure the success and the fact that they gained two good pieces in Dodonov and Domi that are going to contribute in several different aspects of the game, whether it be five on five and special teams in the faceoff dot, etc. And they did so without sacrificing really any of, of the future of the organization uh, Dennis Guryanov obviously was in need of a change of scenery and in exchange for Max Domi, they give up a goaltender and Anton Hudobin, who wasn't probably going to play in the NHL with the stars again, anytime soon and a, a second round pick in 2025. So the stars hold on to uh, higher draft picks in, in some upcoming drafts and uh, they don't give up any big name prospects like Stan Coven, Maverick Bork, uh, or really anyone else who we've been looking forward to seeing in a star sweater for quite some time. But looking back, we might be wondering why the Dallas Stars chose to not pursue a defenseman when there were options out there. I know Shane Goss to spare, Jacob Chickren were some of the big names on the market. Both of those guys end up in the Eastern Conference. I know their cap hits might have been difficult for the Stars to deal with, but even a guy like Luke Shin, who's now with the Toronto Maple Leafs, had an easy cap hit uh, to handle, and something that I think the Stars could have made work. But yet here we are where the Stars made no moves at the deadline in order to add to the defensive depth. And so I think you it leaves people questioning, why didn't the team go out and pursue a defenseman? And I think a simple answer is the team and the organization probably like where the defensive core is at right now at the NHL level, though it's imperfect. We know the flaws are certainly there, as we saw on Monday night against the Calgary Flames. But I think that the, the, the need was on offense for the Stars. They needed guys that would light the spark offensively. They seem to have found and met that need with the guys that they got but they already have some pretty good depth at defenseman with guys like Joel Hanley, who has been slotted in on and off throughout the season. But they also have some pretty good pieces down in Cedar Park, guys that are NHL-ready that could join the Dallas Stars from Cedar Park at the drop of a hat if needed. You have Thomas Harley, 8 goals, 18 assists, 26 points in 54 games played this season with the Texas Stars, also was an AHL All-Star representative, and you also have a guy like Will Butcher, who has five goals and 28 assists, 33 points, and 49 games played with the Texas Stars this season. William Butcher was a guy who was one of the final cuts of the preseason roster before the regular season got started. He was one of the final guys remaining, and there was questions of, are we going to see Will Butcher make this team, and are guys like Niels Lundqvist going to get sent down to the AHL? Obviously, uh, that question was answered. Butcher was sent down to Cedar Park, and Niels Lundqvist stayed with the NHL club and has done so pretty much for the entirety of this season outside of a few healthy scratches. But Butcher is a guy who does have some NHL experience under his belt. 275 regular season games played in the league, as well as five playoff games uh, at one point in his career. So this is a guy who, even though we haven't really seen him at the NHL level at all since joining the organization, it could get plugged in to the NHL team if Needed, Which could be really exciting because Butcher did have a really nice preseason with the team, and he's obviously having a great season in the minors in the AHL with the Texas Stars, who are overall as a team uh, are having a very good year in the Central Division of their own. But it's not just Will Butcher. We also have the aforementioned Thomas Harley, who stars fans may be a little bit more familiar with 34 NHL games under his belt. And of course, one playoff game back in the bubble. Still a very young player. Still some development, I think, that needs to be done. But the the upside and the you know trend upward in his potential in play has been on display this year, obviously with him getting all-star recognition and just with his production on the Texas Stars roster. And even with the small pieces that we've seen from him at the NHL level, there's no doubt in my mind that he would be a good fit with the NHL club given the growth and the development that we've seen from him over last season and this season. And I think there was expectation that we'd see Harley at the NHL level at some point in the 22-23 season, and thankfully the Stars defensemen have stayed relatively healthy for the most part, so they haven't had to dig into the AHL level. But uh, it, it makes you wonder when we might see some of these guys emerge and play, and I think a guy like Harley especially could be useful for this team. You watch the power play too for the Dallas Stars, and obviously everyone has their complaints about Ryan Souter. He's very hit or miss on the power play. Sometimes he can make a good play to keep the puck in the offensive zone. But we also know that he's a liability if a turnover is made and he's not going to be able to keep up with the fast forward skaters of the other teams. And if even if you watch Monday night's game against the Flames, every time Power Play 2 was out there and Niels Lundqvist was involved, he, he just seemed to, to make too many mistakes. And we've seen that far too often from Niels this season. You expect it with how young he is. He's still growing and learning in his game as well. But I think you look at a guy like Thomas Harley and you say, this guy could very easily quarterback the second Power Play unit with his NHL experience and just where his growth and development has been this season. And it's something that I would really like to see, but the stars are in a weird spot where they just have guys on the roster on the NHL level that they're not going to healthy scratch. They're not going to send down to the AHL. And so it kind of just leads Harley and even butcher to some extent as the odd men out. But I mean, we, well, there's still a lot of hockey left to be played this regular season and whether it be injuries or, or something of that nature, if both of these guys or one of these guys needed to get called up, I would be very confident, and I would actually really enjoy seeing them play at the NHL level somehow because both of them have NHL regular season and small bits of playoff experience. And I think you know, anytime you get to play in at the NHL level, it's beneficial for your growth and development as well. It feels weird saying Butcher needs growth and development as he's been in the you know in the hockey world at the professional level for quite some time. But I think both guys have things to offer this you know, Dallas stars team. But I think that's kind of where the answer lies in terms of why didn't the stars go after a defenseman at the trade deadline. And it's because they have guys at the AHL level who can come up and be plugged in if needed, which is a pretty good problem to have. If you ask me, Well, we're going to continue on with today's episode here in just a bit, but we're going to take one more break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the eventual return of Luke Glendening to the lineup and the quote-unquote problems that that could present for the Stars roster. More on that right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to try a Built Bar. What makes Built Bars taste so good, you might ask? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievably delicious flavors, such as churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, just to name a few delicious flavors out there from Built Bar. I'm not quite sure how they do it, but built bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better, they're absolutely good for you. Only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get your very own box of built bars. For years, we've been saying you can order them at built.com, but now you can also get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to the nearest Walmart today and walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars. You can pick up a four box of my personal favorite flavor cookies and cream, or you can get double chocolate, coconut puffs, whatever floats your boat. Doesn't really matter how you get your hands on a box of built bars, but you must do it because they're absolutely delicious and they'll change your life. All right, everybody, we're closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, talking a little bit about the current NHL roster and some of the changes that could be on the horizon in terms of personnel and how the lineup looks. The Stars, thankfully, uh, knock on wood, I'm knocking on my wooden desk right now, have been a relatively healthy team this season. And right now, they're pretty much at full health outside of the absence of forward Luke Glendinning, who is currently on injured reserve. Not LTIR, just regular injured reserve. So he is still, his cap hit still being fully taken on by the Stars. It is expected that he will make a return at some point, according to Pete DeBoer, seemingly before the playoffs start. Not entirely sure when we'll see Eleven back in action, but his potential return, and as we get closer and closer with each passing day, it seems we're getting closer to it. A few people have started to ask and wonder. And I've I've had people tweeting at me on Twitter and even in some YouTube comments about this. What happens when, when Luke Glendinning comes back? Because you then have seemingly too many forwards on the roster to play. So the question is who gets benched, or some people saying even sent down you look at guys like Yoel Kiviranta, who was injured for some time, but returned back to the lineup on Monday against the Flames. But now, you know, you have a fourth line of uh, that. On Monday night, it was, you know, it was Yoel Kiviranta, Roddick Foxa, and Ty DeLandria because DeLandria has now been moved around with the, you know, coming of the Donoff and Max Domi on lines two and three. And so now there's kind of this question of what is the lineup going to look like once Glenn Denning comes back? And the nice thing is, the Stars can carry both Luke, Glendening Denning, and Ranta on the roster to make for 13 forwards. The Stars have kind of been in this weird space all season where they've been, for the most part, carrying only 12 forwards and six defensemen in order to acquire more cap space. But now that the trade deadline has come and gone, they don't necessarily have to do that quite as much. And so actually, as of right now, at the time of recording this, they're carrying 13 forwards. Uh, Freddie Olafson is technically still a part of the Dallas Stars right now. Uh, he hasn't been sent back down to the AHL. They are carrying Freddie Olufsen right now to make 13 forwards. He just isn't playing right now in, in favor of Kivi Ronta, who is now back and healthy. So you look at once Luke Gend- Glenn Denning comes back, I imagine that Freddie Olufsen will get sent back down to Cedar Park. And then you have to decide, are you going to play Glenn Denning or are you going to play Kivi Because you can carry both, but you have to ask the question, who deserves to play? And I think there's benefits to both guys getting put into the lineup. Off On one hand, You have Yoel Kiviranta, who has come on pretty strongly as a goal scorer on on the bottom six and really on the fourth line. Uh, Nothing mind-blowing, but six goals is what he has this season, which is tied for his career high from a couple seasons ago, especially early on in the year. Uh, Yoel Kiviranta seemed to be an entirely new player. Uh, Of course, even before his injury, he had gone on a little bit of a goalless skid. But again, this is a fourth-line player who's not necessarily expected to be a goal scorer. So the fact that we've gotten six from him this season is pretty nice. He can play on the penalty kill. He's a pretty good defensive forward, but Luke Lindenning does a lot of those things too. I think you could argue he's a better defensive forward. He's also a beast in the faceoff dot, as we've talked about. But both of these guys can play some pretty solid penalty kill minutes. Both of them have a shorthanded goal this season. Luke Lindenning, though, only two goals on the season to Yoel to six. I think there's benefits to playing both guys And I guess at the end of the day, it's a good problem to have for the Stars team because both guys can be effective players because they're being slotted in on that fourth line. And if you ask me personally, I think that you go with Luke Glendening and that fourth line is made up of Glendening, Foxa and Ty DeLandria. That's just my opinion because I I don't think DeLandria even needs to be involved in this discussion of do you sit him because I think DeLandria has been far too good for the team this season. He needs all the minutes he can get because I think he's expected to still be a key player for the Dallas Stars going forward beyond this season. I don't know if you can ex- ex- exactly say that in terms of Glenn Denning and Kivi Ronta, who will both be UFAs at the end of this season. And the question with both of those guys is, will they stay? And I think there's a, p- a potential for one of them to stay and maybe one of them uh, has to go test the waters in free agency. And if you ask me, I think you look to hold on to a guy like Luke Glendenning. Uh, And if you can get him at a similar price tag, his cap, it's only $1.5 million right now. If you can get that or even less for his next deal, I think you keep him just because of the penalty killing ability, the face-off ability, uh, the grit and, you know, heart and passion that he plays with. Kivi Ranta also plays hard. He plays with passion. I I love everything that he's done for this team and organization over the past few seasons. But I feel like if I personally had to make the decision who you keep, I know Kivi is a little bit younger but I think there's value in having a veteran like Luke Glendening for not a ton of money for maybe one or two more seasons, and you maybe let a guy like Kiwi Ronto walk again, and maybe the Stars look to hold on to both of them. Maybe they can get both of them for not too much money. But I think that would be why you slot Luke Glendening into that fourth line spot with Foxa and Delandria over Kiwi. And the nice part is you can alternate if one guy, if Luke Glendening has to ease his way back in and can't play every single game down the stretch once he's back. You can let him sit out for a night and slot Yoel Kiviranta in and not worry too much about a lack of production in terms of what you expect from the Dallas Stars fourth line. At the end of the day, it's a good problem to have, but it's certainly something worth discussing. And it's nice, though, because the Stars can finally be at a point this season where they can carry 13 forwards. And of course, Freddie Olufsen has done a great job uh, whenever he's been called upon this season as well. I just expect once Luke Glendening comes back, that he will be sent back down to the AHL. And then we'll see Glendening uh, get shifted back into the lineup maybe in favor of Joel kiviranta or maybe in favor of somebody else let me know in the comments down below what your thoughts are on all of this in terms of luke glendinning and where he might fit in and who he might replace on the stars roster but that is going to do it for today's episode of locked on stars thank you so much again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day subscribe to the show on youtube follow on your favorite podcasting platform Follow us on social media at Locked On Stars on Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane Double Underscore Lewis. We'll be back here tomorrow looking ahead to Thursday night's matchup against the Buffalo Sabres, the first of six consecutive on the road for the Stars. They'll start out on the East Coast in Buffalo, and then they'll head all the way out West to the Pacific Northwest, uh, where they'll have some dates against Seattle and some of the Canadian teams in Alberta and British Columbia. A- an interesting stretch coming up for the Dallas Stars. But I'm personally excited to see how this team plays with these unique circumstances. But I hope you guys have a fantastic Wednesday and we'll see you back here tomorrow.